Yo, what up though? Welcome. How y'all feeling? To IGP Quick Takes. Inspire guys, people. I'ma just give y'all a little something real quick. Like, you know. Been here for a minute, man. It's kind of like a freestyle, but in the form of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turn me up. Uh, it's gonna be good. I ain't really got time for this. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, the podcast where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is a quick take, people. Come on. Woo! It's a good day to be inspired. And I'm definitely, definitely in the mood to inspire you. Look, man, we're going to talk about a couple good topics today. Um, I want to talk about the source of inspiration and I'm probably going to get a little excited with that one because I'm feeling really passionate today. Um, and then I want to talk about Jesus versus cancel culture. You know what I mean? And I guess the reason is because we all know, you know, what cancel culture is, I think. Yeah. You know what? Let me not do that. I absolutely cannot stand when people just assume that, like, I know something. Like maybe you have no idea what cancel culture is because you don't watch TV and not on social media or whatever. You know, I can't assume. So. So for those of you who don't know, cancel culture is something that exists today that cancels people typically based on something they did in the past. So let's just say couple of random examples that come to mind. And I'm not going to really get into names and stuff. The stories are out there. But I remember, like, there was this football player, young kid got drafted maybe three or four years ago in the NFL, white kid. And I guess when he was about 15 or 16, on Twitter, he used something that was like a racial slur or whatever, right? And, look, this is me as a black man, like, I'm kind of like, but he was 15, you know, and people were like trying to cancel him and, you know, like bringing this up for why he shouldn't be drafted. And I'm just like, man, like, so we to the point that a 15 year old could go on Twitter and say something, even even if it's horrible. Like, let me just be real. Like, it's a lot of 15 year olds out there, me included. I couldn't even imagine if like social media existed and I had a documentation of some of the stupid stuff I did at 15 or 16 years old. Some of it that I probably willingly forgot about at this point. Right. But. Cancel culture, if you if you catching that this exists where, you know, if you make it, if if you become, you know, successful or especially a celebrity movie star, NFL athlete, you know, uh, you know, media person. It's the idea that, hey, if you become successful, we look back at your entire life. And if you did something that does not fit the politically correct or, you know, um, the standard, I guess, of today, then we cancel you. We take away all of your partnerships. Uh, we take away all of your opportunities based on something you said. Now, I got a couple problems with that, and I guess I should probably wait and get into that on the second half of the show. But um, it, let me, should I wait or should I just, I'm going to just go with the flow right now. So here, here's the thing. Um, 
my first problem with it is it's self-righteous and it's not godly. You know, and I see a lot of believers jumping on board with this stuff because of our self-righteousness in our flesh. Like we are all dealing with some level of sin in our in our flesh, me included, right? And so to me, cancel culture is to embrace your sin nature and desire to wanna like <laughs> really eliminate people and send them to hell on earth. Like, oh, you successful? Yeah, no, but I found something you said five years ago, you know, and let and then you get a bunch of people to say, hey, we canceling him. Like, we not listening to this or we not doing this. And it's like, yo, we really doing this Christians. Now, today I'm talking to the believer. If somebody's out in the world, you know, we always talking to them from the standpoint of preaching the gospel. And, you know, and hopefully today, let me so let me say that. Like, if you're in the world, I am talking to you today. But there's two different perspectives to this. One, I might want to change your mind if you're, if you're in the world. If you're a believer, part of God's kingdom, then I want to remind you of who you serve, right? So I think we're going to switch the show up and we're going to go there first. So let me say this. What happened was last night, man, it was late too, probably 11.30, 11.45. No, it was Saturday night. Uh, my homeboy Gerard, Gerard Brooks, what up, uh, Gerardo? He hit me up, and um, he he was sharing the scripture because he was preparing. He's a pastor now. Pastor Brooks, God said that. All right, let me stop playing. Pastor Brooks. You know, it's kind of weird. I got a couple friends becoming pastors now, and I'm not going to lie. Y'all know I'm not always the most formal person, right? But I, but I want to exercise formalities out of respect. But it's just, I'm just a different type of person. I'm not even saying this is good. I'm just being honest. Uh, formalities feel forced to me sometimes. So that's why I don't like them. It's not just like I don't like them, but sometimes formalities don't feel authentic to me. Like when we start getting caught up in titles and stuff like, oh, I have to call you pastor now. Pastor. All right, bro. Anyway, my homeboy, Pastor Gerard Brooks, he texts me and this is about probably 12 to 14, 15 years ago. I don't even know what year it was. Man, we had this, we got this ongoing inside joke called the Sinner's Praise. We were in Dallas, Texas. Um, man, this is probably 15 years ago. And um, it was so funny. It was just this joke about like, I don't even want to explain it. It's hard to explain an inside joke. But what we were doing is like, we were laughing about, you know, the different people in the Bible and like what their true intention was. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't get into it, but we've been joking about this literally for 12 to 15 years, however long it's been. And Gerard hit me up the other night like, hey, man, I, I think I want to preach about this. It's called Sinner's Praise. I don't know if that's what he ended up calling the sermon. But my point is that inspired what, I, what I'm going to talk about today is I'm actually going to be looking at the same scripture that Gerard shared with me. but. Um, I have a whole different, it's like I, from a different perspective, like talking about something totally different, but he sent me that scripture and I was just looking at it and I was thinking about cancel culture. So we're going to, we're going to jump into that, um, to show you Jesus versus cancel, cancel culture. Now, a couple other things about cancel culture is like, you know, this mob mentality, you know, one of the things for me is like, 
how self-righteous could any of us be to think any of us could survive that level of scrutiny? Like, yeah, maybe your dirt ain't out there. So maybe you like, oh, well, when I was 15, Twitter wasn't out. So you can't catch me on that. But yo, let's catch him. And what I've learned about people is that um, I even I even saw this a lot with the, um, you know, the vaccine versus non-vax then. Democrat versus Republican. These last couple of years has taught me a lot. Um, and just seeing how people carry themselves and how uh, really we have a lack of respect for one another. And as a as a whole in a world, it feels like I can't even say America, just the world. It feels like what I'm seeing is that everybody thinks they're right in their emotions and feelings. Like it doesn't even have to be logic behind it. So I'll give you an example. Let's say today it's perfectly fine, you know, to um, I can't. I got to think of something that's that's so silly because a lot of the things that change, we change rules. They're so silly, like, like just so silly. So, um, all right, let's say today it's 100 percent OK to call somebody bro. Right. That's not really your brother. And then all of a sudden, 10 years from now, somebody makes a rule like some group of people create some politically correct movement, they get some traction, they get some media and some marketing behind it, maybe be, get a logo and a catchphrase for whatever their movement is. And all of a sudden, I can't call you bro no more. Hey, I can't call you bro no more. So let's say this happens. And, and I can't say bro. Not all of a sudden, if you ain't really my brother and I call you bro, that's like cussing at you. Right. And so then they find out that 10 years ago I called somebody bro on Twitter and they say, yo, we need to cancel him because he was calling people bro back when everybody called people bro. And that's the thing we got to understand about these politically correct movements. It's a reason you didn't get canceled when you said it. <laughs> that's my whole thing It's like it's a reason they didn't get canceled 15 years ago when they said that, because obviously. Everybody must have thought it was okay to say it, right? Or you could argue, oh, it's because they're not, they weren't famous. So now we're basically saying you shouldn't be famous if I don't agree with you or if you said something in the past. It's weird. I'm just going to be the person to say it. It's very weird because I don't believe there is anybody walking the earth, right? I don't think there's a human being walking the earth that is free of sin. I don't. I don't believe it. Jesus, like he was, he died and resurrected is in, in heaven, right? So this idea that I could go around canceling people when that's not even what Jesus did. All right. So this, this is my number one thing right here. Jesus literally walked the earth and was an example to believers. Do you know Christian means? Of or by or following Christ. Like it means I'm from Christ or I follow Christ. I in American. I'm from America, right? Or I follow America. Like it's the idea of being a part of something. Christian means I follow Christ, which means I follow his ways. It's not my truth. Like we live in this world. It's like, oh yeah, you your truth. No, man, it ain't my truth. I don't create the truth, bro. It's God's truth. So what does this mean to me? See, we have actual examples of things. Like I, I, This is why I'm for the believer out there, I want to remind you, 
where you came from, right? As a Christian, you're of or by God. As someone who's not a believer and may be interested, I want to introduce you to the reason why we become followers of Christ. I want to introduce you to the entire concept and show you a different way than this world is showing you today because the reality of it is, cancel me now. We all going to get canceled then. None of us deserve to have a job, to make a living. Like this idea that you point out something that you don't like about somebody that they did this wrong. And keep in mind, time out. I'm not arguing whether it was right or wrong or not. And we're going to go to the Bible for that. I said, we're going to go to the Bible for that. I'm not arguing whether it was right or wrong. And that's where the self-righteousness comes at. Because you're looking at sin and you're saying, hey, that's more wrong because he had a racial slur. Uh, that's more wrong than this. Okay, you lied. So let's cancel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you stealing, uh, stealing spoons out the lunchroom at work. Like, you, like come on now. We j it just ain't on Twitter, bro. So don't, like, this whole idea that, oh, I'm going to pick a sin. Like, we, we pick a, I should call this pick a sin. <laughs> pick a sin. Like, we, we think we get to pick sins, and then we, we rearrange them. Oh, that ain't a sin no more. No, no, that ain't, I don't care what the Bible say. No, that ain't a sin no more. You could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care what God's intention was. Okay, well, I'm going to pick a sin that's worse than the sin that you got. All right? All right. Let, hey, man, let's go to a pick sin. Like, listen to what I'm saying. This idea that as a human being, I could sit here right now and go through individuals' lives and their mistakes and their, their ups and their downs and pick and choose, me, Jermaine, the flawed human being, can go and pick and choose who deserves to have a job, who deserves to uh, be able to have fans. Like, now this is me. I'm God and everybody. Like, I'm, I'm God now, right? But what did God actually do? Believers, hear me out. We're about to go to the Word of God. We're going to go to Luke chapter 7 and where we start at. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, NLT. You can read from any translation you like. All right, so verse 36. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. You know what, man? Not a, Jesus was always around some food. Not a, they're like fed 5,000 with two fish and, and five loaves and the last supper and, and eat. Like, I mean, Jesus, Jesus, he, he might have he definitely hit a restaurant in, in, in modern day times, okay? Um, all right, so I don't know. I'm sorry. This is how it just happened. I just thought that out of nowhere. Like, man, Jesus stayed around some food. All right, 37. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. I love this, like, even in the Bible, like, she was immoral. Like, sometimes, man, a person can do something and just become branded as that, right? And that's what we do a lot of times. We brand people as, like, their worst mistake or the worst of them. But I really want you to know, man, like, the, the Bible shows us that regardless of what you've done, regardless of how you've fallen short in this life, that God will forgive you. And if you out there and you listening to this right now and you have a title on you, just like this immoral woman, 
Like, they know you as something. A thief, a liar. Like, they know you as something. I'm just here to tell you today, you don't always have to be that. There is another way. There's a way out. Like, maybe people wanted to cancel you. Like, this is the thing. Cancel culture wants to cancel people. Jesus wants to cancel sins. Woo! All right, all right. Let me just... See, that was a sinner's praise right there. This is what... That's it. Like, y'all, that's a sinner's praise, right? Ooh, all right, all right. Let me just contain myself. Verse 38. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on there, on them. Verse 39. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. There goes that title again. You might have a title on you, fam. And that's the thing, like, man, like, people want to title you. Like, people want to put something on you. They want, like, he like, yo, this Jesus, you supposed to be a prophet. You don't know this woman that's touching you is a sinner. This is an immoral woman. You know what I like about it, though? And, and I'm not done. The, the scripture is going to break this down. But, like, when a person has been through something, they, they ain't, like, uh, when you've been through something, you, you don't really got time for the games that people who've been, ah, uh, you, I guess you, you missed the Pharisee, man. You know the word in and out. You just perfect, man. So, so you, you not, you ain't been broke down enough not to care. And you want to just get to your source. Like, this woman just needed to get to the source. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Let's see. 40, verse 40. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Verse 41. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people. 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces of silver to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose love him more after that? All right, let's pause. Let, let, let's, let's, let's chill. See, I like to let it, let it marinate. We be rushing through the word, man. You got to let it marinate. So we got the situation. My man invites Jesus over for dinner. Jesus goes. Uh, and a moral woman shows up. She, oh, man, Jesus over there. Oh, here I come. The sinner woman. She comes in, laid down at his feet, kissing his feet, pouring the most expensive perfume on him, wasting something good so it seems to the natural eye. But she knew that what she was pouring it on was worth more than the perfume itself. She was getting to the source. Meanwhile, you got one woman that's getting to the source. She's immoral. She's a sinner. She's been broken down. She knows that she has nothing to lose and that when she see the source at this moment, she got to do all things to get to it. Meanwhile, you got the dude that invited Jesus over the house to have dinner with him in the first place who chilling because he a Pharisee and he feel like he ain't did nothing wrong in the first place. And he wants to cancel her because she's a sinner and even criticizes Jesus for letting her touch him. Reminding her of her title. The sinner. But Jesus got a whole different point of view on the situation. So he tells my man, come over here. I got a story to tell you, bro. 
Jesus tells him the story. He's like, yo, two people owe me some money. One owe me 500, one owe me 50. Neither one of them could repay me. All right, let's stop right there. Let's think about it. I love that Jesus pointed out that neither one of them could repay me. Let me tell you something, cancel culture. Hey, let me tell you something, people who hate the other political party because of something they did or said. Let me tell you something, people that hate the other race because of something they did or said. Neither one of us, neither one of y'all, neither one, neither one of us, neither one of all, neither one can repay Jesus. I don't care how self-righteous you are. I don't care how little you have sinned and how straight and narrow you feel that you have walked in this life. You can't afford the invoice. Now, let's think about it. So Jesus asks a simple question. Who do you think loved me more after that, loved him? In this parable, the master. Who do you think they loved more? The person who was forgiven for a little or the person that was forgiven for a lot? Let's think about it. 43, Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. Cancel culture wants to cancel people. Jesus wants to cancel sins. All right. That's right, Jesus said, verse 44. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. Right? She's kneeling. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. She washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. She had less than you, but she gave more. I came into your home. This is just me talking now, y'all. I'm sorry. I got to like, I just got to like, like, like really explore what was happening. Like, like Jesus is saying, like, I came into your house. You could have, you had every, all the tools and resources. You got whatever I need, whatever they was using back then, whatever kind of cloth or soap or whatever they might have been doing. Um, you know, maybe they, I, I, let me not start joking about that. Anyway, uh, whatever they were doing, you got it because we at your house. She ain't got it, but she used what she had. Her tears. Remember, you ain't been broken down enough not to care and to use everything you have. And some of us are so self-righteous, we ain't never did nothing in our own mind. It ain't that you ain't never did nothing. It's that you think, you walking around thinking you good enough. You walking around thinking you're good enough without forgiveness, that you are above God. You're above the gospel. Jesus died for your sins and you haven't accepted it yet. So you're walking around thinking that, oh, I don't got to do nothing. I ain't made no mistakes. It's her. She's the immoral woman pointing the finger at everyone else. Hey, look, that's the sinner. Hey, the guy over there that used this word, the woman over here that used that word, the person over here that don't like this, the person over there that don't like that. They're the sinner. They're the one that's wrong. Oh, not me. I'm the canceler. But Jesus is saying to you, hey, why are you walking around here acting like you got it all together? The person that's broke down, that been through something, that was a sinner, that is immoral, like why, why, broke down and been through it and, and cried and and what he say he he I'm sorry I can't even get it out I can't talk It says when I entered your home you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet but she washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair But you want to cancel her Sometimes the people that you canceling 
is the ones that's so grateful for God because they know they don't deserve it. But it's the person that's walking around thinking they deserve everything and God is looking at you like, what is you on? All right. 45. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. 46. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. 47. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So, so she has shown me much love, but a person who is, who is forgiven little shows only little love. 48. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. That woman came in that house that night as a sinner. And when she came in, everybody, or at least this man, wanted to, this Pharisee, wanted to cancel her. But Jesus saw her. And when people wanted to cancel her, he decided to cancel her sins. He decided to cancel the debt. It's kind of like everybody walking around want the student loans to be debt to be canceled. You know what I'm saying? We know how that is, right? Wink, wink. It's because if you got a lot of debt, it's going to feel better if it gets canceled. So Jesus saw her sins and canceled that. Woo! People want to cancel you. They want to take away your opportunity. They don't want to see you grow. They don't like people will want you to live with the title of your sins, immoral, sinner, Rahab, the prostitute. And some people, unfortunately, will only remember you for those things. But today I'm hoping that this story in the Bible helps you realize that there is freedom in Jesus Christ. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, you have an opportunity. But the opportunity, and this is the tough part for a lot of us, requires you to turn away from the sin. The opportunity, that's what repentance is. So, so Jesus, l- listen to the difference. Cancel culture sees something that you did wrong five years ago, 10 years ago, and they say, we want to get rid of this person. Hey, everybody, join me in getting rid of this person. We are canceling them. They never even offer an opportunity for repentance. That's the crazy thing about cancel culture. And then even if they do, it's not repentance based on following Christ. It's repentance based on bowing down to them, bowing down to another man or woman or group or organization, because we are holding this carrot over your hand of an opportunity. And if you don't give us the glory, we going to take the opportunity, even though they don't have the authority to dictate your life, because at the end of the day, they might stop an opportunity. They may stop a situation They may close a door, but God will open another one. I'm hoping that anybody out there today that's listening to this, any person who feels like they're they're down and out, you, you feel like there's a title on me and I can't shake it. Yes, you can. You don't have to be canceled. Jesus can cancel your sins, but you have to repent. You have to turn to him and accept him in your life. And that is why I'm a Christian. It's not because I think I'm so great. It's not because I think I'm better than people. It's because I know I'm not. It's because I know that without Christ, I got a title on me too. But I needed Jesus to cancel my sins. 
We got to give our life to Christ. Do you look? I asked the question on social media. When you were down and out and lost in your sins, did you need to be canceled or did you need to be forgiven? I want you to think about that the next time you join the mob mentality and wanting to just cancel somebody simply because of something they did in the past. And look, this is the tough part. You got to put your flesh aside, your pride aside for this one, even if what they did was wrong. That woman was immoral. Jesus said her sins, and then he went on to say, and they are many, have been forgiven. You know what I, I would hate to be doing? Canceling somebody that Jesus has forgiven. I would hate that. That means that I think I'm more righteous than Christ. Hey, yeah, Jesus, but you don't understand. He said this about black people and I'm black. We don't play that. Okay. Jesus looking at me like, oh, so you think, you think you got the authority, right? Oh, no, but you don't understand, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I represent this side of the political party and they said this about that and that ain't right. All right. All right, y'all got me in here too hype. I got I got to take a quick break. Uh, I got to play a song for 30 seconds. You know, I don't know what I'm about to play yet, but it's something from my music catalog, J. Will Music. Check it out on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to music. Also, please do subscribe to Inspire Guys People on YouTube. Even though I haven't made a YouTube video in three weeks. Um, you know what? Maybe I should tell y'all. I just been busy. That's all, man. Like, it's it's been a lot going on. Um... Last month was, uh, well, we at the end of February right now. It's like the last day of February. So all of February um, had a an opportunity to go after uh, a new job. And, you know, for me, like, when I go after a new job, I give it everything I got. I don't play games. Once I, I reached out to people, researched the opportunity, it's, you know, at the same organization I'm already at, uh, looking with the, the critical experiences and things that I can gain from the job, right? So I always strategically look at a job and I'm sharing this right here for anybody who uh, may want a little bit of career advice or like you know get some insight into like not saying that the way I make decisions is the best way or something but just to share like this is how I make decisions about my career and so uh, really looking at like all right if I do this then what will that prepare me for right so last year when I took the job I have now it was the same thing like I was taking over a team that covers the U.S. and it's very high exposure. And it was like, okay, if I do this job and I, and I do a great job at it, then I, I have a lot of um, exposure to, you know, high executives and VPs and, you know, senior directors and things like that. So it's like, all right, this puts me in a spotlight. And I always say with me, I don't look for jobs where I can hide. Like I look for jobs where it's my work is going to be visible because I believe in my work. I believe in um, the effort and energy that I bring uh, to the organization and to the job every day. So anyway, by the grace of God, that happened. And I had an opportunity to go after this role. And it was two rounds of interviews. And the first round, um, I probably put together like an eight to nine page deck and presentation. And I go through like kind of my life, um, have like an opening slide of like who I am personally, professionally, kind of what I call an executive summary. Um, and then I did a lot of research on the job. So I'm saying all this to say that that's why I couldn't get a lot of YouTube videos done this month is because I was spending a lot of late nights um, researching this job because and when I say researching, like learning about what the job is and trying to learn it before the interview, I wanted to go into the interviews being able to talk about the job 
as if I was in it. So I had to put together like um, a deck uh, where I kind of gave an overview of how I would approach the job. Right. So like, you know, everything I learned in a few weeks at the organization, long story short, uh, by the grace of God, I was blessed to get to the second round, uh, which was kind of the final round of interviews for this one. And then that was a case study. So I was given a situation and basically a, a small project. So then I had to fin find a week or so to kind of like, you know, even some days on the weekend to prepare for this case study because I needed to go into that next interview and really kind of break down how I would approach this. And the case study was not fictional. It was something real that I would have to do if I were given the opportunity for the job. So by the grace of God, y'all hearing it here first, um, I did get the job. I'm not going to say what it is because um, even though people know I've, it's been socialized through the organization now and my job, my current job is, is posted. So, you know, but um, it hasn't been announced what job I'm going to have. Uh, but it's a good opportunity, so I'm grateful for it, and I've been putting a lot of time and energy into that. And so I'm balancing faith and business and my real life and things, and I'm dedicated into, and committed to this podcast, you know what I'm saying, and, and bringing it every week. That's not going to change. At the same time, sometimes the other you know, YouTube videos and social media videos and things like that, I just can't make that level of commitment to those things right now because I have to prioritize everything because I'm human. I got a life. I got a wife. I got family, other things I have to cater, uh, attend to. So uh, just keep me in your prayers on that. But I'm real excited to start a new opportunity. This is something um, that, you know, in my 15 years now at the organization, this is a, uh, a function of the organization I never worked in before. So this is new to me. Um, which is exciting, right? But this is um, one of those opportunities that if I do great in this, it opens up a lot of doors. I will say this, you know, um, and this is, this is really transitioning to the next topic. I'm still going to play a song or something for 30 seconds. But this, this topic of the source of inspiration, and I believe in this show. So I need you to know that, like, and I'm going to just be real. Sometimes I kind of, like, We'll tone it down so that nobody takes it wrong. But I'm just hoping that you've been listening to the show long enough. And if you're a new listener, I do really ask you to go and start listening to episode one and, and, and catch on catch on up. Um, I think it'll be worth it. It's, it's a lot of gems in there. But a lot of times I try to like, it's like, again, like we just said, with cancel culture, right? Like I can find myself sometimes like, all right, I don't want to offend nobody. Y'all rocking with me. I don't want nobody to take something the wrong way. But at the end of the day, I believe in this show. And I'm, I'm saying it confidently because I believe it that way. I believe that this show is a source of inspiration. And I actually believe it provides a lot of value. And um, it's important in life and in business and things that you in, encounter and journeys that you take on that you find a way to be confident yet still have humility. And it could be a challenge sometimes. It could be a balance in our, in our walk um, in his life and, and you have to deny your flesh. And you know, there's, that's your own journey. But, but what I'm saying that to say, like, I really believe that this show could change lives. And that's why I try to share some of these things and some of the behind the scenes. So, um, if you got an opportunity or you doing something, whether it be with work or things like that, man, give it your all. Oh, this, I just remember why I gave that. I was like, why am I saying this? Why am I even going here? And talking about the show is because at the top of 2020, 
um, when everything first started happening um, with the pandemic and then with the racial tension, you know, I was intentional by the grace of God and I was given the blueprint in real time on this show about how I was handling it and, and what I believed we should be doing. And the big thing was don't leave the pandemic empty handed. Now, I really hope that we can turn a corner on this pandemic. But I also hope even more is that you didn't waste the time because we talked about it. And if you listen to this show, like, I might not always tell my, like, exactly what I'm doing in real time, like, tell all my business or something, but I'm giving you the blueprint even if I'm not telling you my business. And that's why I focus on the blueprint because I think that's where the value is at. I think the value is in the, the content and the substance, not necessarily whether you know or not, like, oh, what I do or, oh, exactly what company I work for. That doesn't matter as much as me trying to give you the principles to succeed in something or at least an example of some principles, because you might have a better way. You might take something I'm doing and put your own spin on it, right? And so when, when at the top of 2019, and even with the project that I did, To Whom It May Inspire, all I was talking about was don't leave the pandemic empty-handed. And I love this podcast because it's on wax. You could go listen to it. Just search through the 2020 episodes, March, April, May, June. Like, listen to how we were talking in the midst of everything. We were saying, don't leave the pandemic empty handed. And what what I was doing in that time is that I was becoming laser focused and it was taking laser focus. And so I'm saying that to say, man, by the grace of God, I can honestly say that. We are now 2020, 2021, 2022. Again, this show is about faith in business. And in the business world, like. Man, I'm. I'm so thankful to God. God opened doors for me. Like this, this is my third promotion since the pandemic started. Like, it's it actually blows me away because earlier in my career, I moved really slow. It felt like, like I felt like my first, I spent five and a half years in my first two roles, but then here we are in the last two years. I've had this is my third job, and. I don't believe it's by chance, and I'm only sharing that with you because that's what I meant by don't leave the pandemic empty-handed. Like, take this opportunity to get in laser focus and, like, handle your business. What are your goals? Know your goals. Again, I'm sorry, but if you've been listening to the show, that, like, I don't talk about this stuff just to talk about it. I talk about this stuff so we can do it. Like, I'm just being real. Like, I talk about stuff so we can do it. And I only share it because I'm like, yo, it like it's people out there that might not know. And and this show is a source. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about the source of inspiration. Do you judge me or love me for who I am? But who am I? Sometimes I want to be great. Other times I want to be safe. ATBG. Can't seem to make up my mind. I would hate to find out I waited too late. The clock is ticking. Now I'm building this legacy. Stopped seeing what I am. Started seeing what I could be. Inspired God's people. I learned how to plan and started doing. I knew I had to become before I could be. The inspiration. Do you judge me or love me? For who I am. What would it take for me to get the honest answer to that question from you? Just think about it. I don't want to judge you 
I only wanna challenge you Because I really love you That's, that's really all it is for me It's, man I don't wanna judge you I only wanna challenge you I'm just trying to get beyond Because I really love you Guys, people, you just heard Love me or judge me Or is it judge me or love me? I think it's called judge me or love me By yours truly, J-Will Music and ironically, the, um, the project that that's on is entitled The Inspiration. So if you're on Spotify or you're on Apple Music or Amazon Music or even YouTube, just type in Judge Me or Love Me, J-Will Music, which is J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. And you can hear that song in its totality. But again, the project is called The Inspiration. And I guess that's fitting, cause and I'm not, I am not lying to y'all. I did not plan to play that song. This just be happening. It be blowing me away. And you got to understand, man. Like I'm I'm so passionate about this stuff. This stuff is so real to me because it's like I feel blessed to even just be able to create. And like creating has always felt like a blessing to me. I think like people don't understand like. Having my own studio, having my own equipment, like just being able to do it. When I was younger, I remember when I first started, like I first started recording stuff, dubbing over cassette tapes, me and my cousins. Um, we had went to the studio one time, but I was probably at this time, I'm uh, probably 14, 15. And we used to, yeah, I was probably 15 because I was in ninth grade. We used to, I did this uh, little mixtape over a cassette tape. And I used to do, I used to do my own versions of, of like popular songs, like, but they were, it was comedic, right? It was like meant to be comedy, but it was sweet, but it was, it was like a parody song. Uh, so I used to do like Usher, Master P. I had all these songs, me and my cousins would write them. Um, and I remember wanting to make more songs, but I didn't have a studio or I didn't have access and stuff. And then I remember when I was like 18 and started going to the real professional studio, I ain't have enough money for studio time. So I might have song ideas and I can't get them out. So what I'm trying to say is like, I be so passionate because it's like I'm living a dream. Like I just, I can't believe that God is allowing me to create and to do stuff. It, it ain't even about it making it to some level. It's about the blessing is the creation. Like I have an archive of over 160 podcast episodes. Like I own the files. Like it's on my drives. Like I got the backups. Like I can chop them up and do what I want. It's just a blessing. I'm sorry, man. You know, I got, I got to stop apologizing for my passion. Like I just do. And I just hope that if you've been rocking with me this long, you know what I'm on. But I'm like, I feel this stuff in my soul. And so that song called The Inspiration or that album called The Inspiration. Strategically, that was the second year of that was in 20. When did I do that? Man, I'm, so in 2020, we did To Whom It, to whom it May Inspire. 2021, I didn't do a project last year, did I? So maybe it was 2019 to whom it may inspire. 2020 was the inspiration. I'm sorry, the dates, I'm not getting them. But my last project, the inspiration, um, that was about me trying to inspire people to become. That was the purpose of this show, 
is to balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. And I'm going somewhere with this, so rock with me, okay? That's the whole purpose of the show. My purpose is to inspire God's people. And then we have the purpose guide. There's a whole episode called How to Be Inspired. And that project, the inspiration, you know, like was me getting to my B, be inspired. You know what I'm saying? Like the, like the fifth, like when you, when you actually become the inspiration. So that's what that project was. Out. It was called the inspiration because it was me accepting my purpose and accepting that it was time for me to become and be. You know what I'm saying? Learn, plan, do, become, be. That's the guide to your purpose, right? So I'm trying to make all these connections in the stuff that I'm creating and been creating the last couple of years with this show and the journey that we've been on to become the inspiration, right? And I, I want to I wanna zero in on that right now because you have to accept at some point if you're going to get there. We could talk about these conceptual things and these theories every week all the time. But if you are going to become who God called you to be, ooh, become be. Uh, if you're going to become who called you to be, you're going to be. I'm hype. I'm sorry. I'm so hype. All right. This is where I got to take a deep breath because I'm like, I'm so hype. If you're going to become who God created you to be, right, at some point you have to do it. I feel like a lot of us with our purpose, we are standing, you know, at the edge. Maybe, I don't know a way to put this for real, but you, you need to take that leap of faith, but you won't jump. You're standing there and you're focusing on how, how low it is to the ground. You're not focusing on like, yeah, but God gave you everything you needed to fly. And part of this whole podcast and what I'm trying to get people to do is I'm trying to give you that extra push to jump to your purpose and take the leap of faith and not spend all of your life standing there looking down. Oh, man, do you get like there are so many people. Even the last couple of years in this pandemic who had the opportunity of a lifetime. I was driving in the car the other day with Tiff and she made uh, uh, she made this powerful point like. My wife don't talk a whole lot all the time, but when she say stuff sometimes, it's like, dang, Nelson Mandela, like, you just, you just dropping fire, all right? And she talked about, she made this statement, and we were talking about something, and she was like, you saw the opportunity in the opportunity. Okay, y'all. Y'all, that blessed me that she even said that about me, number one. But like it's one time, it's one thing to see an opportunity, right? An opportunity will bring us to the edge. Like you only standing at the edge about to take a leap of faith because you know there's an opportunity. But then the second part is where a lot of us mess up. It's where we can't see the opportunity in the opportunity. So we get to the opportunity and all we see is the fall. We only see how messed up it could be if we fail. We only see what could go wrong or what people would say if I started a podcast and it didn't last more than two weeks or if I didn't get a lot of listeners. We see the valley. That's all we see. We get to the edge of the opportunity and stay there and never take the leap of faith because we can't see the opportunity in the opportunity. What I was trying to get everybody to do 
This is I'm, a, I'm just going to be real. This is what I saw. I saw it. When 2020 came and it was all about COVID in, the end, in March, and then May came and it became all about race, I was like, ah, this is an election year. Like, there needs to be division so that people can choose a side. That, that just has to happen. That's, that's just, like, really plain and simple. And I saw people get emotionally riled up, become fearful, become angry, and when you become like that, you are easily controlled. All right, that's just my opinion. That's just me talking. But I saw this, and I said, I told my wife, I told my family, people in my circle know this to be true. I was like, I have to be laser focused. I cannot let the media, like, I can't, I have to focus on what I believe in right now. And my belief was that if I did that, I would not leave this thing empty handed. I believe that if I would have followed the world, I wouldn't have made the progress I've made in the last two and a half years. And as I, I almost don't want to say this because of how it may sound, but the last two and a half years have been some of the greatest years of my life. I have made more progress in the last two and a half years than I made in the five years before it. On just about every level. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to say that the reason I was doing that is because I saw what the world wanted me to do. I saw it. It, it was there. It was tempting. I saw people around me doing it. And I was like, ooh. But then God allowed me to see the opportunity in the opportunity. And. Because on this show, I believe that people listen. I believe that we get like we were we were talking through the blueprint like every single week. And you could go back and check it. That's why you like if, if I'm not telling the truth, you can go back and actually listen. We were following that blueprint. We were staying focused. We weren't talking about what the world was talking about. We were talking about things to push God's people forward. And then now is the time for the payout. And that's the thing. Like. You cannot. If you miss the window of opportunity, it's not that you won't ever get an opportunity again. It's that you won't get that one. You have to see the opportunity in the opportunity. Every opportunity has an opportunity. But if you don't take that leap of faith, you're going to miss it. All right, let's talk about it. I'm going to start by saying this. I believe that Inspire God's People, the podcast, is a source of inspiration. I believe that. Now I'm going to expound on that, okay? A couple things I want to say. Um, first things first, everyone you meet is either a plug or an outlet. Every show you listen to, every album you listen to, like, see, I, I genuinely believe in maximizing things by saying this. Um, I, I'll give you an example. <laughs> With this new job, one of the things that, that I was asked when I was offered a job was, do I know how to play golf? And I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> I know how to hoop, though. You know, I know how to hoop, but I don't know how to play golf. I went to Top Golf one time last year, and my homeboy at work been trying to tell me he wanted to teach me how to play golf for three years. 
one of my neighbors down the street been asking me to go to play golf with him for the last two years. But I just, I'm so busy. I got so much stuff I hadn't made time for, right? See, I could have got ahead on that. I missed the opportunity and the opportunity on that. I could have spent the last two years. I could have prioritized that and been came out of this prepared, but I wasn't. And they were like, oh, you might want to learn. Uh, my new boss was like, yeah, you might want to learn how to play golf because there's a huge golf um, executive event in June. And, uh, yeah, um, you're going to be there for sure. But uh, we, we do a lot of business on the golf course. So I'm like, okay, cool. So now, me, it's February, March now. I got a couple months to learn how to play golf. So I've already started looking up lessons. Um, th- did I tell y'all? I don't know if I told y'all last week I went to look at some clubs. I was like, hey. I went in there feeling myself like, yeah, me and Tiff. I'm like, Psh, you know me. I got to go in there looking like Tiger Hood. So I'm about to. Get the get the outfit. I done already found me some dope golf shoes. I'm like, uh, like we gonna do this. I looked at that club, looked at that price. I was like, oh, oh, it costs basketballs cost thirty bucks. The cheapest clubs I saw was five hundred. I was like, oh, we gonna use the umbrella. <laughs> I'm gonna be out there on the course with the. Uh, just hand me a stick. Like I'm gonna just. <laughs> I I gotta pay pay five hundred dollars for that. I could break the legs off of one of the chairs in the kitchen and we can make it work, baby. I'm from Seven Mile. We can make anything work. What's my point? My point is that, like, I, in order to be successful at the next thing that I'm doing, I have to be willing to give golf some energy now. Like, I'm already looking into lessons. I'm looking into the driving range, all this stuff that now I got to do in order to be successful at that. And I can't think about what failure might look like or what this and no, it's like, no, I gotta, I gotta like give it all of that. All right, so here's the thing. Back to the point. Everyone you meet is either a plug or an outlet. And here's what here's what I what I'll say. Uh when you think about a plug, right? A plug is there to drain energy. To power something else. And an outlet is there to provide energy as a power source. So you have one whose whole intent and purpose is to give energy. And another one is to take it. Right? Now, I do think there's another interesting dynamic to this. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I'm not an electrician, y'all. So if this example, example man is here today. And if this example ain't good, then fire me, okay? But look, I think a charger is an interesting piece to this puzzle. I'm just thinking this ain't in my notes. Because a charger takes energy from one, so, so it, it is consuming energy, but it also serves as a power source for someone else. Ah, that's, I should have wrote that down. That's an important piece to the puzzle. You got outlets. You got uh, plugs and you got chargers. All right, let's 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 work with this, right? So I'm going to give you an example. Example man is here. So a couple weeks ago, I told y'all a little bit about, like, this dude came to my house look, working on the HVAC system, um, system, and they had, like, some special, like, where they could come and, and clean it out, clean out your ventilation system for $89 and do a video inspection, make sure everything good. I'm like, let's do it. Like, yeah, that's nothing. 89 bucks, I got that. 
Let's go. Yeah, okay. By the time he left, I was paying like $500, I think. Maybe it was three, four hundred, five. I don't, I forget the number, but yeah, I think he left. By the time he left, I was paying $500. Here's the crazy thing. He came in my master bathroom, master bathroom, and in the ensuite, you know, you watch enough HGTV, you start calling the stuff the real name. He came into the ensuite and uh, he was cleaning out the vent in there. He plugged up like this, this crazy machine. It was making a lot of noise. It was crazy. And the joint was like so crazy, it just killed all the power in the bathroom. Like, like he was, he was done, thank God, on one hand. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, the lights don't work, the power don't work. And he was just looking. I'm like, man, it is what it is. We, you know, I guess I'll figure it out later. I was thinking, like, maybe it was just a circuit breaker. I turned it back on. It was going to be cool. That ain't do it. That ain't do it. But I did find out how to reset everything, and I reset it, and, you know, it was back working. But what is my point? My point is that piece of equipment that he brought in there and plugged up in that bathroom was such a drainer of power that it sucked all the energy out. Now, I'm going to just be real with y'all, the kind of person I am, all right? And, you know, like, I can be a laid-back person. I could be a passionate person. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I call myself an ambivert because I do go in and out of intro and extrovert. But the one thing, I, if you ever are around me, what you will notice is this. I'm, and hopefully, I don't, you know, I don't know if I should give y'all secrets about myself. But if you ever around me in a public setting, what you will know is the louder everybody else is, the quieter I tend to be. Uh, whenever I get in a room with like what I call like an extreme extrovert, and, and some of y'all might be out there and I love y'all, I do, but an extreme extrovert is so, like to me someone who, who doesn't even have, like they never turn it off. Like you can meet them from day one and they on 10. Like, hey, what up? Da, da, da. They speak their mind. Like, and I meet people like this all the time and they, there could be cool people like this that just, like, have no filter. Like, the moment you meet them, it's like, that in their mind, they done known you 20 years, they'll tell you anything, they'll ask you anything. I'm going to be honest. Those people tend to be <laughs> like that piece of equipment that was in the bathroom that drained all the power. They drain me. Like, I can get drained by being around, like, like super high-energy people so when I get in those situations, I guess the way I naturally be, um, balance it out for myself is I will get real quiet. They'll do all the talking. I won't really try to say much, right? And my point is that there are people that could come in your life and they are drainers of power. You get what I'm saying? They're, they just got a plug. All they, all they do, they see, and they're like, oh, let me plug over here. I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm just here to drain it. Now, here's the thing. The purpose of an outlet is to provide energy. You get what I'm saying? To provide power. So it is okay for a plug to go and find the source. You get what I'm saying? But what I like and what I want us to think about is if you're going to be a plug, be a charger. Because that joint in my bathroom just sucked all the energy out and left. Ain't get the energy to nobody. At least with a charger, the whole point of it is like, let me look for a source of energy so that I can go provide energy. And when I say that this, this podcast is an outlet, it is the source of inspiration. It is intended 
for you every week to be able to come to this show and an outlet provides power to anything that connects with it. That's what it does. So, yo, okay, cool. The Inspire Guys People is the outlet. You come here every week. The, the goal is to be a catalyst to provide energy to you. But here's the thing, y'all. Be a charger. And I want you to really think about what type of person you are when you, when you, if you're a person that just takes energy from others to the point that you drain them and shut them down, like you right, you might need to, you might need to pray about that. I'm just be real with you. You might need to step back and say, yo, I'm constantly draining energy from people. I'm constantly taking away and I'm not giving anything, right? Again. It's okay to take energy if something is created to provide it. But the idea is what are you giving? Even with the lady with the alabaster box, she found the source, but she gave something back. She cried and washed his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. Like she came there to find the source, but she came to get what she was supposed to get. But she was also willing to give what she was supposed to give. She was a charger. What I'm telling you is that the reason I want you listening to this show, the reason I believe that this show provides value is because it's intended to give you something, but it's not just for you to keep it. It's intended for you to take it and then go do what you're supposed to do and also give to others along the way. I believe. That is what we are supposed to do as Christians. Now, the way you give looks different in your own way, right? You might learn something here and go teach somebody else. You might hear something here. You might share the show. It might not always be sharing the show, though. Sometimes you might just share the information or sometimes you might go bless somebody else or sometimes you might go and better yourself. And then by bettering yourself, you, you know, let's say you go become a manager and then, oh, you listen to Inspire Guys People and we talked about leadership and it's like oh now I want to be a better leader now you're giving that to somebody I'm telling y'all this because we have to be careful and protect ourselves from people who come to constantly drain your energy and and an energy drainer right is is someone I'll give you an example example man is here today if I'm trying my best if you knew I was trying to get good credit right and that's what, that's, that's what I'm here to do. I'm trying to get good credit. Maybe my credit is messed up and I, I want to own a house or a car or whatever it is, right? I'm trying to get my credit together. The chargers might come around me and learn, like, what did you learn about credit? Da, da, da. Oh, that's dope, dope, right? But then the next time they see me, they might be inspiring and encouraging me. Hey, I learned something else about credit too. Let's do it together. That's a charger. They came and they connected with you and they got some energy and some power, but then they went and developed themselves and then they came back and provided power back to the source. The difference on the other end is somebody who is just a plug, just here, just to drain your energy. Is somebody who comes around you, they know what you're trying to do. They know you're trying to better your credit, but every time they're around, it's like, ah, man, it don't take all that, dog. Oh, you doing that again, bruh? What about these J's over here? Oh, you whacked. Oh, you can't go here with us. You can't do. It's like, yo, you draining my energy. And, and the reason I'm saying this is that I believe that we have to be so intentional about the things that of God 
so intentional about our purpose, it's not just going to happen. Because sometimes, man, when I'm just in the world and living in life, I'm like, yo, this stuff is draining me. You turn on the news, it's draining. Look on your social media timeline, it's draining. Some people want to be mad. I'm just being real. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just being honest with y'all. People who I think want to be mad, it drains me. Like, oh, yo, you want to just cancel people or everything is racist to you or everything is about politics and oh, what this person did. Like, I can't do it because I need either chargers or outlets in my life. Either somebody that's here to provide energy so I can go and be inspired and then go and give it to somebody else or somebody who's connecting with me to take some of the energy I got. But then they're willing to go and develop and bring something back. And then we both live. I don't want my power to go out dealing with people who just want to drain my energy. All right. All right. What else did I want to say about that? If you want to know the power of an outlet. Now, the reason I say that this show is the source and the reason I'm wording it this way is that I want you to look at it that way. This is an outlet. When you want to balance faith and business, when you're dealing with your job or you're dealing with leadership or look at all the topics we have and the people we bring on the show, it's to be an outlet. It's so it's a place for you to come that's not about the gossip. It's not about the news. It's not about everything that's going wrong in the world at every single moment, every single day. It's an outlet. But I want you to do something with it. That's like I strongly believe in that. I I try to give people information so they could do something with it. And I always tell people like any it, for some reason we like people who stun on us. That's why we love celebrities. Celebrities don't necessarily tell you how to become a celebrity or tell you how to do whatever. It's just that hey, he got a Bentley. So yeah, I I like her because she got a Rolls Royce and it's like She's not helping me get a Rolls Royce. She's not teaching me anything. I'm just worshiping her because she has one. Like, see, for me, that it don't work. Uh, no, that's not. I can't do. Anybody can stun on people. And sometimes people can't tell you how they doing it because they scamming and they scheming. And so it's like, you know, I, a scammer and a schemer could almost never write a book. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. This is the source of inspiration, Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. My goal, man, is to connect with you, to inspire and encourage you, and for you to go out and do amazing and great things in this life and to be able to share them. And I, look, I've heard testimonies through the email, so email me, Music at gmail.com. I apologize. Sometimes I'm a little late on it. It's been hectic. That's why I'm, you know... I'm trying to learn how to be more transparent with y'all, too. Um, y'all know, I just, I could be a private person. It's like, oh, why did I tell them this? I don't know, you know. But y'all are my people. And what is important to me is that as I'm living this life, I'm not being selfish with the content or the blueprint or the purpose to help other people. I want to be an outlet. I want to be able to give something to somebody that they can go and use, you know what I'm saying, and do something great for themselves or someone else. Um, I, I believe in that, man. Like, I'm a person that believes in sharing information. That doesn't mean ask me all my business. You know what I'm saying? Some people take it too far. It's like, hold on, bro. I don't even know you. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. 
Um, listen, man, this was amazing. Um, I was passionate today. You probably heard it a couple times. I can't apologize for my passion anymore. You know, I'm working on certain things, man, and that's one of them. I, I like, I say that in one of my songs, The Difference. Um, got to disclaim myself before I, um, I got to explain myself before I explain myself. After I explain myself, explain myself. By the time I'm done explaining, I ain't myself. Explain. I believe the Bible is the word of God. You know, anyway, if you never heard the song The Difference, listen to that. And I think it was the third verse that I talk about that because that's something that I struggle with at times. But I can't apologize to make everybody all, all comfortable every time, man. Like, um, I'm a passionate person, you know? And if you listen to this podcast, you probably know that I'm passionate. But also believe, man, in people. I believe in the growth of people. And I believe in allowing people to become better. And I hope and pray, like, nothing ever before is that you are able to take information from this show and make your life better to find your purpose. And that's what I'm committing to, to continue to strive to do on this show is to be committed to bringing you content, balancing faith in business to guide you to your purpose. Y'all have an amazing, amazing, amazing day. If I give up now, then I would never see what you had for me. Sometimes I just wanna give up now, but I would never know just how far I could go. La, 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 Tell me, love, should I stop now? If I keep going, will I ever find out? Or am I just wasting my time now? You can tell me, you can tell me now. 